Hello and welcome to the Conservative Crusader. My name is GOP Josh. Thank you for tuning in today. Fighting for faith, family, and freedoms on the front lines of the America First movement every single weekday, wherever you get your podcasts. As soon as I said every single weekday, I realized that this Wednesday there will not be a podcast. I will be out of the studio doing some IRL in, in, in real life, personal things that I will not be able to sit down and record on Wednesday. Plenty of news to talk about today, um, most of it with masking and vaccines, mostly masking. When it comes to the CDC dropping their guidelines because the political science has officially changed. The CPAC straw poll shows 59% support President Trump for president, up four points from last time. And DeWine of Ohio orders halt to Russian-made vodka sales. Interesting interesting um, strategy to interfere in the Russia-Ukraine conflict. So we'll be talking about that, starting with the governor of New York to relent and end school mask mandates this week. This is from Hot Air. Long after some of the saner parts of the country have long since thrown in the towel on the idea of forcing children to wear face masks in school classrooms, New York Governor Kathy Hochul has finally seen the writing on the wall. Citing declining caseloads and hospitalization, hospitalizations, almost none of which involve school children, Hochul announced this weekend that the state the state's school mask mandate will be ending on Wednesday, March 2nd. Of course, that doesn't mean every school will be ending its mask mandate. The mandates aren't being banned. She's st- simply stating each school district will be free to follow the new CDC guidelines. Um, so if you have an a particular authoritarian district, you may still need to recall your school board members if you want to put an end to this nonsense. This is an opinion ar- opinionated article, if you can't tell. Um, new York's mask mandates for public schools in the state and city in this Wednesday. Governor H- Kathy Hochul said on Sunday, this is from the New York Post, uh, speaking from Albany, Hogel said local governments would be now empowered to set their own school mask requirements in accordance with the new CDC guidelines, released on Wednesday, or Friday, I'm sorry, that reclassify much of the state's low risk for COVID infection. Given the decline in our state, our hospitalization, strong vaccination rates, and the CDC guidance, we, the friends, we, friends, the day has come. Um, Hogel said today we are going to be announcing that we will be lifting the statewide mask mandate in schools that will be effective this Wednesday, March 2nd. The city of New York won't be affected by this. It's mainly the upstate areas and the the more Republican areas of the state that will truly be affected by this. But, you know, if you are dumb enough to elect these people who will not stand up for your freedoms, then it's your fault in, in itself. And maybe, may, may, maybe it'll look at the leadership and say, you know what, the, the, these Democrat politicians in, in these states are, are not putting my freedoms first. They're putting politics first. And maybe they won't be reelected again. You know, I think if there's any governor in New York history that will lead to a a surge for a Republican candidate in New York, it will be um, it will be Kathy Hochul. She's been a, a mess of a governor ever since she was appointed to replace uh, Andrew Cuomo. She's a mess of a governor. She's almost worse than Andrew Cuomo. And she she's doing this for the politics and to get reelected. I, I hope people see through this. I, I hope people who can get elected, who, or not elected, people who can vote, hopefully people see through this joke. I, I, but let's be honest here. This is the political science has changed. The only thing that's changed between now and a week ago is the political science. Because a week or two ago, they were still suggesting that you have to wear masks on the school bus. You have to wear masks in classrooms. You have to wear masks every time you go outside of your house. Or else you're going to have the bubonic plague and you're going to die. That's been their argument for years now. 
um, almost three years at this point. I mean, now it's changed. It's changed because people aren't going to buy into the mail-in voting so they can easily, more easily commit fraud. So they have to actually win the election if they want to get reelected because we're not going to buy into the fraud anymore. And it's changed because they have to be reelected somehow. These, these Democrat politicians in these, in these radical leftist states have to be reelected somehow, so they're going to do that by changing the science to favor them. Is this a surprising, is this a surprising factor? Is this something some of us weren't expecting? I noticed at the beginning the science was going to change. There hasn't been much talk about Omicron or any other variants lately. As we get closer and closer to the midterms, the variants seem to fade away. Interesting enough, variants are no longer insanely popular or insanely newsworthy. When is the last time you heard about Omicron? When is the last time you heard about Delta? When is the last time you heard about any sort of COVID variant? It's been a while, hasn't it? Here, here's something else to support that the science has not changed. The political science has. School districts are dropping bus mandates after the CDC has changed their guidance. This is actually from uh, WAVY.com. It is a local uh, Norfolk, um, Portsmouth, Virginia news network because national news isn't covering this. This is all from local news is the only thing I could find. This here is from Virginia. School districts in Hampton Roads in eastern North Carolina, well, this says VA, but are dropping mass requirements on school buses after released recent new guidance from the Center for Disease Control. This is what I really wanted to read here. Effective February 25th, 2022, CDC is exercising its enforcement discretion to not require that people wear masks on buses or vans operated by public or private school systems, including early care and education slash child care programs. CDC is making this change to align with updated guidance that no longer recommends universal indoor mask mandating in case mask wearing in K-12 and early education settings in areas with low or medium COVID-19 community level. What has changed? What science has changed? The numbers haven't changed. The vaccine rate hasn't changed. Nothing has changed besides the fact that they know they cannot get reelected. The Democratic politicians in these blue states know that they will not be reelected if they continue with this fake vaccine and fake masks and in these fake scientific studies and, and findings to continue masking your children, ruining their mental health, and this and that. They know this won't work again. They know they cannot continue this any longer. They are going to drop the mandates so they can get reelected. That, that, that's the entire end purpose. That's, that's, that's the goal. is to get reelected. The CDC is a direct wing of the Democratic Party. We know that at this point. I've known it for a while, but I think it's pretty obvious now that the the CDC is literally just a a propaganda wing of the Democratic Party. Is that a sad thing to say? Yes, it is. But it's true. Unfortunately, it is true. And... I really don't have much else to say about this. If all that you're focused on is electability, this is a good move. If all that you're focused on is science, this is not a good move. Actually, it is a good move, but masking up in the beginning is not a good move. It's never been scientific to mask up. It's never been scientific to 
require vaccines for school-aged children. It's, ne- it's never been scientific. The science has never mattered. The science didn't matter in 2020. The science didn't matter in 2021. Now that it's 2022, the midterms are coming up. Biden has a low approval rating. Now the science matters. You're kidding me, right? It's all politics. And I know that's, that's rich coming from someone who's a political commentator. But it's all politics for these people. Nothing matters but the political electability to these politicians. And obviously, that's pretty obvious, but it's sad. It's sad. I'm extremely upset. I'm not upset that the mandates are being released, but I am upset that this is happening to begin with. At all. My name is GOP Josh. We're we're not going to go to the break yet. I just wanted to get that out of there. Um, follow me on Gab at GOP Josh, Gatter GOP Josh, uh, Parlor GOP Josh, Twitter GOP Josh 20, Instagram GOP Josh 20, and anywhere else you get social media, I'm probably on there in some some capacity, GOP Josh. T.me slash GOP Josh for our Telegram channel. One more thing before we go to the break, it, it won't take me that long to, to talk about, is um, the Ohio Republican Senate primary. Gibbons has taken the lead. Mike Gibbons, he is a businessman from uh, northeastern Ohio, I think he is, um, has taken the lead in the Senate race in this poll sanctioned by NBC4, a news network here in Columbus. I want to talk about a little bit about this and how they introduced a candidate who's not on the ballot, who hasn't been very prominent uh, on this poll. Uh, Bill Graham is an attorney who was disqualified from the ballot. He registered for the campaign. He registered for the ballot, and he, he was disqualified, and he was featured on this poll. He has 2.5% of support somehow. This poll is sanctioned after Bernie Moreno dropped out. So it's not just people who are on the ballot. Bernie Moreno is not on this poll at all. Um, it's Mike Gibbons at 22%, uh, Josh Mandel at 15 J.D. Vance at 8 Matt Dolan at 6 Jane Timken at 6 Bill Graham at 2.5 Neil Patel at 0.8 and friend of the show, Mark Vakita at 0.4. I don't believe that at all. Those numbers cannot be real. There's no way someone I've never heard of before. In this race, Bill Graham is polling higher than Neil Patel, who is campaigning a lot, and Mark Piquetta, who's campaigning even more. It's just not believable at all. Not believable in the slightest. 40% still undecided. 40% of, of Ohioans still ready to make their voice heard and decide who they're going to vote for in this primary. Out of 410 likely um, polled voters, um, what is what is 40% of 410 let me see here. 40% of 410 is 164. That's 164 voters who have yet to decide who they're going to vote for in this poll. A whole 40% is a, is a large number. Plenty of ground to pick up for all of these candidates in this race. This polling cannot be cannot be trusted. I, I've never heard of Bill Graham before today. At all. Man, and I've been following the Wikipedia page. I've been following this race extremely closely, as you all know, that follow me on Twitter, follow me on my social medias. And Mike Gibbons is pulling it top. That's believable. Josh Mandel beneath him. J.D. Vance. Matt Dolan's actually beating Jane Simpkin, who just received the Portman endorsement. And then some guy I've never heard of. And then two other candidates, including Mark Piquita. I-, I applaud them for putting all of the candidates on the poll. But I'm skeptical of the results. I am very skeptical 
of the result. When we return, CPAC was held over the weekend, as we know, so was AFPAC, but CPAC was held over the weekend. A straw poll they held, as always, 59% support President Trump in 2024, up four points. And Governor Mike DeWine halts Russia-made vodka sales here in Ohio. My name is Jopi Josh. I'll be back right after this when we return here on The Conservative Crusader. Stay tuned. Welcome back. This is the Conservative Crusader. Thank you for tuning in today. If you have not already followed me on social medias, make sure you do that. Subscribe or wherever you get your podcasts to the Conservative Crusader. We release a brand new episode every single day. And I am very excited for all of you to listen. Every single day, I love doing the podcast. I'm trying to find an article I just got on my phone. Um... Because Josh Mandel has just received a new, decently high-profile endorsement. A representative Cawthorn has endorsed uh, uh, Josh Mandel. Um, endorsing Ohio Senate candidate Josh Mandel Monday as yet another national figure gets involved in this high-profile GOP primary. Uh, Josh Mandel is a true conservative who has proudly fought for Americans overseas and in public office. It is vitally important that true America First conservatives take a majority in 2022. And I ask that you join me in supporting Josh to do just that. I'm honored to have Madison support for my U.S. Senate campaign, Mandel said. Madison is a leader in the United, in the America First movement, I'm sorry, and I look forward to going to Washington to serve as reinforcements for him and other conservative pro-Trump warriors in the House and Senate. Uh, MTG backed J.D. Vance. Um, I'm trying to think of a name. Elise Stefanik backed uh, Jane Timken. Obviously, uh, Portman. Backs Temkin. So this is an interesting endorsement. I don't know how much of an effect it will have, but I just wanted to break that news for you all if you happen to miss that in this race. And then now if my tablet wanted to work and, and bring up the news that we're trying to cover today, that would be greatly appreciated. Here we go. CPAC held their uh, 40-something something political conference over the weekend, I think. And... They had a straw poll. They always have a straw poll on who they think should run in 2024. 59% supports Trump in 2024. 28% checked DeSantis. 2% from Mike Pompeo. Uh, Trump last year was 55%. Ron DeSantis uh, at 28. I don't know what he was last year. 99% disapproved of Biden's job performance. 98% strongly disapproved of Biden. Um, 61% said the greatest threat to Joe, uh, to America is Joe Biden, 35 China, 3% Russia. Uh, election integrity is one of the most important issues with 49% of CPAC in, uh, attendees um, agreeing. Border security is 48% and constitutional rights being 43%. What was not featured on this is the approval rating of, of Donald Trump of people in the room was about uh, 97%, I think it was. So Trump is leading the Republican Party. Trump is the is 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 the Republican Party at this point. Well, let, let's be frank. 
you can disagree with Trump, but you have to realize that he is the future of this party. And if we want to succeed in the future, we need President Trump. I don't have a major problem with Ron DeSantis. Let's be, let's be honest, I really don't. But what I do know is that Ron DeSantis is, is not Trump. I mean, I think it's pretty obvious. He's, he's the Trump without the Trumpism, right? I mean, he, he's, he's firm in the media. He's firm at attacking press and everything like President Trump is. But he's Trump without the Trump. He isn't Trump. He, 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 he has similar beliefs to Trump, but he is not tr- President Trump. I think we all know that. Some agree with him more because of that. Some disagree with him. I disagree with him because he is not Trump. Not that I have solid loyalty to President Trump, but he's trying too much to be like the former president than he is actually being like the former president because he thinks he has a chance in 2024. He doesn't have a chance at this point. As long as President Trump's breathing, he does not have a chance in 2024. And I cannot wait for President Trump to win again in 2024. Obviously, CPAC is conservative voters who were there to hear President Trump speak. Let's be frank. But the fact that he's leading by such astounding margins in a CPAC poll with with more traditional conservatives going to those kind of events is a good thing for the future of our party, for the future of our nation, with President Trump being a firm leader in this primary. Weird response to the Russia-Ukraine conflict. I'm, I'm going to read a tweet that I released, a gab that I released, or whatever you want to say. I'm going to get a gab and source it, actually, because I like gab better. Their interface is better than Twitter on my on my main device when I look up notes, if I can find it here. Here it is. Let me see here if I can find this. Mike DeWine has updated his Twitter banner to show that he stands with Ukraine. His Twitter banner is now a blue stripe with a yellow stripe that says, I stand with Ukraine, hashtag stand with Ukraine. It's a weird take for a governor. It's an extremely weird take for a governor of a state who, who, frankly, has more important issues at home. What impact does a governor have on foreign policy? Nothing. None. He, ha- he has no impact on foreign policy. He, he's doing this for optics. And, and I put this on Twitter. I put this on Gab. I put this on my social medias. How about first you stand with your constituents fighting against vaccine mandates, House Bill 248, and Ohio Republican Party corruption? Then you can worry about foreign policy you have zero serious impact on. Josh, you're anti-Ukraine. Josh, you're a terrible conservative because you're anti-Ukraine. I'm not anti-Ukraine. I could care less about this foreign policy conflict until it affects us. But I do know there are more important issues for the state of Ohio more important issues for the Republican Party, more important issues for the people who elect Mike DeWine every year or every four years to whatever office he's running for at this, that point than a foreign policy conflict the state has no impact on. Okay, I, I'm going to be frank with you there. But DeWine has decided to get even more involved in this conflict. Put us, put us in, a, in a weird location Politically in a weird location, period, by halting Russia-made vodka sales. So, so we're stopping the purchase of vodka from from these small businesses, most likely who who make this. 
Ohio Governor Mike DeWine announced on when, on Twitter on Saturday that he has ordered the Ohio Department of Commerce to stop the purchase and sale of Russia sta- Standard Vodka. The governor explained that Russian Standard Vodka is the only Russian-owned distillery that sells vodka in the Buckeye State. Sold in Ohio carries the brand name Green Marked Vodka and Russian Standard Vodka. Ohio's liquor control estimates that over 6,000 bottles are currently for sale across the state. Retailers have asked to immediately pull the Russian-made vodka from their shelves. More of his message can be seen in tweets. Uh, coming as a growing number of states and liquor stores are removing Russian-made spirits from their shelves in response to Russia's U- uh, invasion of Ukraine this week. In addition, Governor Mike DeWine declared Sunday, February 27th, as Ohio's Day in Prayer in honor of people of Ukraine. The U- Ukrainian flag will be flown at the Ohio State House uh, on Sunday. It is being shown of su- uh, as a, being done as a show of support for the citizens of Ukraine, as well as Ohio's Ukrainian population. How about we stop buying their oil? How about we stop buying their gasoline? How about we stop buying their their energy sources and the things that are truly impactful to their economy? Russians like their vodka. The Russians will survive without us purchasing their vodka. They won't survive if we don't purchase their oil. How about we get our oil from other sources, mainly by opening a pipeline in the United States? What, what environmental problem... Does Nord Stream 2 solve the Keystone doesn't? I know Keystone hasn't po- hasn't produced a single drop of oil, but you know what I'm getting at. W- what if statewide, and not statewide, but nationwide, fracking, what does it produce to the national, um, the, the national, what's, what's the word? Climate change that foreign oil doesn't nothing it's the same thing so produce it over here stop us our on for relying on russia for our oil for our natural gas for our gas instead of worrying about vodka and alcohol dwine has always put alcohol first in, in in the alcoholic population of ohio first because he kept the ohio liquor stores open during the covid pandemic but closed down churches why is alcohol such an important issue for DeWine that he, they always seem to have the, the forefront of his mind? Let's be frank. He, he, he always thinks about alcohol when it comes to liquor stores, when it comes to vodka. Whatever it is, alcohol is always his first reaction. Little fishy, if you ask me. We need to stop buying their oil. And I, I don't care about vodka. I don't care about alcohol, period. But I do know that we need to stop buying their oil. We need to stop buying their resources, that would truly hurt their economy, truly hurt them more than Russian vodka would. Let, let, let's be honest. That's all I got today. My name is GOP Josh. This is a conservative crusader wherever you get your podcast: Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, Audible, uh, iHeartRadio. Uh, tune in wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Freedom Square. Make sure you check it out. Subscribe. Get notifications by pressing a little bell or something. It'll pop up when you subscribe. Rate it five stars if you're on Spotify Premium or if you're on Apple Podcasts or if your podcast provider allows you to rate it, please rate it five stars. It would be greatly appreciated for the fans, for for the crew here at the Conservative Crusader. What am I saying the crew? It's just me. It's just me running this entire show for you every day. My name is GOP Josh. This has been the end of the Conservative Crusader for today. We'll be back tomorrow with a brand new episode. Reminder, no episode Wednesday. Don't get your hopes up. There will not be an episode Wednesday. My name is Josh. Signing out. Stay tuned. <laughs>